The Red Light Library finds and reviews wild and wacky short erotica available for sale. We review stories that are not suitable for all ages. If you're not of legal age to listen to content with frank discussions of sexual topics in adult language, back out now. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library Season 2, which just means I changed the intro and I'm a little bit pickier about audio quality. Yeah! Today, we're joined once again by Victoria. Hello! This piece is your fault. I just want to <laughs> get that out of the way right now. I am um, this, you know... <laughs> when I made the request for this, this was like the antithesis of what i hoped we would be reading let's see what were your uh the two requirements basically were involves hockey Mm -hmm. and is not straight yes which you would think you meets those requirements but this does but you would think it'd be easy to find stuff like that yeah I guess, well, the the third requirement is it's short enough to be qualified for the Red Light Library because we have lives. It seems there are a lot of erotica authors out there who are very happy to stretch the idea of two muscly dudes start playing hockey. They're, they are hot for each other. They fuck. They stretch that out into, a, you know, a 300-page, air quotes, novel that is published only on the Kindle Select Marketplace. I would have had a better time reading that, though. Possibly, honestly. yeah. We chose Melting Her Ice, a first-time lesbian romance by Rose Holiday. And if you check in the um, Amazon description, I think the title is like Curious Girls Book 3 or something like that. Oh, okay. All I know is Rose Holiday uses the same stock photo service as whoever wrote Golden Legs, first-time lesbian experience or whatever that it was like the fourth thing we reviewed on the red light library and it was the most problematic thing oh, uh, boy. yeah it was the first show we put a, a, a content warning on because things got weird in that one but right today there were content warnings on the site but if you weren't checking the description before clicking play on this quick content warning we're told the character that of which is engaging in the sexual experience in this is 18 but the author doesn't really do time math that well so there's a question mark for me uh this is gonna this is a story about a 40 something year old woman uh being dommed by a 18 year old lesbian yeah yeah so uh let's get into i can't even find there there's there it is i was trying to find the book on amazon yeah curious girls book three usually we start off by reading the first sentence in the book or the first paragraph to kind of get what it's opening with. I'm going to read the description on Amazon, or at least part of it. Hockey is all Juliet's ever known. Her father and brothers played it. She played it. She even dropped out of college to marry a pro hockey player and have four children who all played hockey. Yada, yada, yada. Madison is 18 and gorgeous and the best hockey player in the state. She's best friends with Juliet's daughter, Brooke, and Juliet's watched the girl the girl grow up over the years late one night when madison is sleeping over the beautiful girl gives juliet a stern and provocative proposal alone together in the kitchen and her life is changed forever tonight on lifetime it's just it's uh i wish that i had read um that description because i i probably skimmed it i probably yeah. saw like okay it involves oh, I did sports too. and it's gay 
And so I was like, okay, you know, the, and you told me that it was, um, it was a little bit longer than normal stories. So those are the things that I knew going into this. I feel like that description, like, I, I, I can't really fault the author that much as much as I was going to, because like that kind of lays it out. Like I was definitely not expecting it going in, you know, cold though. Yeah. <laughs> Temperature pun. So the, <laughs> this book, I mean, that description does kind of set it up, uh, but it is, we're talking about a 40 year old woman who thinks she's straight for most of her life, suddenly finding she has feelings and quite, I don't, I don't know how to, what to do with this story really, because like, it feels like she's bi and we just don't want to. We want that lesbian tag, you know what I mean? Yeah. We want we want to put the L word on the book cover to get people to lesbian. Like there there's a weird sexual connotation to it still. Thanks straight guys in the 90s who produced porn. Right. That's that's the thing is I think that when you're in the context of erotica and pornography, like the thing that people are actively doing is what the tag is. So even if she is like even if she is, because I agree that like she seems more like a bisexual character, but but like calling it bisexual, people would be then disappointed that there yeah. was not like a lot. Involved, so. There's not a threesome, probably. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's kind of I guess that's the end result of which is weird that we don't get that detail because we get oh so many details in this story, and that's kind of my main problem. Too many. With it. Too many. So starting many. off, our our lead here. There's a prologue. Okay, number one, if you're going to write a short erotica, prologue, not necessary. No. I, I guess the thing is, we review short stories here, or I have reviewed short stories here. I know I've given you a longer one before. Uh, the thing is, the, the difference between a short story and a novel is a big one. Short stories, like, part of the whole genre is you're getting a story completed in a short amount of time. and this is so padded out for no reason. Prologue. Juliet loved hockey. That wasn't particularly strange. In northern Michigan, where the winters brought dozens of feet of snow and temperatures that would sink to 10 degrees below zero, the weird ones were the ones who didn't love hockey. But even in the town of Kaiser, where the year was divided into hockey season and preparing for hockey season, Juliet was a special case. Because she's a girl and she likes to play hockey. <laughs> Yeah. But, except she never does in the whole book. God. That's, that, uh, yeah, that is a uh, kind of unresolved thing because I was hoping that it would be, like, I think, you know, my biggest issue with this whole story is the, like, unequal footing that the characters are on. And I get that, like, yeah. the whole, like, su sub-dom thing is kind of, like, like that. But, um, so it's, like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to read a story about a sports mom. Like, I want to read about the players because, like, that uh, that seems to me, like, part of the interest of what could... M I, I feel like that's got to be something that sports folks tend to like in general, right? Is, like, if you're in a team, you're doing a lot of physical activity around a lot of people all the time. Like, you spend most of your life with these people for a good portion of the year. Like, I'm always looking for the, like... um the hook that brings people together, I guess, like the, mm -hmm. the, the character relationships. And I'm very disappointed in how this one was set up in this story. Her biggest relationship is with her husband, uh, Jason Kruger. Kruger, like Freddy. 
Jason Kruger, she meets at a bar, and he's like the all-state whatever-who-gives-a-shit hockey player. And she fucks him without a condom, and then she's pregnant. We get this whole, like, life-falling-apart, Gilmore Girls-level fucking intro to this woman's story. Yes. We don't need it. Like, she has four kids. The other thing is, like, you get all, we get all, like, kind of sad, but you can kind of tell, like, the person who wrote this is a mother or a parent or whatever, because like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of this is so sad. She was gonna go to college and have a good life, but damn it, having kids is so fun. Like, I almost feel like this author should have gone to therapy instead of writing this little story. Yeah, there's like pluses and negatives that don't make sense. It's like I'm gonna. She has her first kid, Connor, with him, and she she tells or she tells him she's pregnant. And he sits down and says, well, we're getting married. And that's it. And it even says, like, in that moment, she thought there were two possible futures. One where she can, like, elope and give the kid away to be adopted and never see him again. And in the other one, a traditional mommy life that she secretly always wanted. Which sounds like, I had kids when I was young and kind of wanted to travel the world and be more experienced before my kids. So I'm going to have my character think that. I I'm I'm reading a lot into this, I know, but like yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of having kids is great and the most fulfilling thing I ever did in my life and but what if? <laughs> but that's not the conversation that should even be happening in this no, story sure. because that's not this, like one of the notes that I said was like what wait, wait, what the fuck? She gets pregnant, what the fuck? This is just the prologue. I'm like the opposite of turned on by this. And I think that it's like this is that's not like I don't know if the author is doing the best job of creating the story that the demographic wants because yeah like that's if you want to write a short story with that kind of drama and then like have the sexuality be an element of it like awesome but also like this is at the end of the day supposed to be porn so like yeah because like in the title there is the word romance which implies like long build up not not as smutty that kind of thing but when right. it's 80 pages and it pops up in my search for hockey erotica on Amazon amongst all the naked chested muscly dudes like <laughs> I'm going to assume something called melting her ice first time lesbian erotica like that's I think that's I I I have some preconceived notions much like every step sibling porn on Pornhub relies on the preconceived notions just from a generic title so our main character Juliet, she has, uh, she gets pregnant. She drops out of college. Her, she becomes basically a housewife for Jason, who is going to be the next insert hockey star who isn't Wayne Gretzky here. Uh, he tears his hip muscle when he's twenty one and retires. Starts a, he becomes a partner at his at his father's, what is it, hardware business. These are all details that I don't give a flying give a fuck about. Fuck. By the way, why is this family so successful? Her son and her twin, her first son and her twins after that, all three of them are mega hockey stars. All of them. And then, like, her daughter isn't going to be a hockey star. She's going to go off to college and be a smart kid. Yeah, I mean, like, why not... I think I would have thought it was even funnier, like, if she didn't, like, if her kids fucking sucked at hockey. Because, like, yeah, 
then it would be like, okay, well, you know, we're supposed to feel a little bit bad for it. It would be more immersive, I guess, and like give her more of a reason to be like, well, I'm going to show out and fuck my daughter's best friend. <laughs> like, I think that, you know, I think that that would, I don't know. It's Make her a coach, you know? Yeah. Like, she, she well, coaches the high school team or something. I don't know. That might make me feel even weirder. Yeah, I guess from the kid. If she doesn't fuck a kid and it's just like, she coaches. She doesn't actually get to play hockey that much. She misses it. And then she meets this mysterious woman who takes her on a date and they end up ice skating and then they play like hockey together or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, or even like, you know, like a like a adult community league, like everybody's just like yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. nobody. Like that could be like fun. Pick too. up hockey if that exists. Yeah. yeah, like that's totally a thing. So like I feel like there could have been a lot more like the whole time I read this story, I was just so uncomfortable. I just felt like my skin was crawling the entire time. <laughs> when we meet the person that ends up doming Juliet, Madison, who's like, there's some really weird descriptions of Madison where we talk about how she's part Native, uh, she's part First Nation. So, yeah. like, she's the closest thing to ethnicity in the town. I'm like, fuck the black people living in that town, huh? Like, yeah, it's fucking Michigan. It's Michigan. How about we chill? Again, the basic premise is she is a hockey mom. Her three superstar kids are off. One spent a year at college and got immediately drafted by the NFL. The twins are in the NFL too. NFL. NHL. (laughs) (laughs) They're playing football hockey. Flocky. (laughs) Flocky. They're playing flocky. Those three kids are gone, so she's kind of having empty nest. Except she still has her teenage daughter, who we don't give a shit about. And we don't learn that much about either. (laughs) Of all of the details of this woman's life, anything about her daughter is just, like, not even mentioned. I feel bad. It's her like the teenage girl ye- always gets ignored. Yeah, no, she's like the yeah, yeah, yeah character. Like, you're, yeah. she's there to be an obstacle, really, because she's best friends with Madison. And Madison's 17, 17 when we meet oh, her. Oh, she's not even 18! No, she's 18 when they fuck, but it oh, is... Oh, okay. And the only reason I say that is because the description on Amazon says Madison is 18. But it also says Madison is 17 when we have the bag scene where her useless piece of shit doesn't like hockey daughter, who's a goalie, puts down her bag with all the goalie gear. And then Madison uh, picks up the heavy bag and carries it like it's nothing. And that's the first time Juliet's like, oh, like, <laughs> you, can, you can carry things. There's this weird... Laura's so low. <laughs> I, I love the excuses we're making up because she's married. And it kind of, it, like, they set up this marriage that Jason is very busy running his father's company. And Jason's, like, going to Canada now a lot because they're opening stuff in Canada. And she finds evidence. He, she finds his phone in his pants and opens it. And it says she sees a text message with a sexual photo from a woman. And... Uh, mention of what they did the night before. I okay. I mean, have has anyone ever who uses a phone regularly, including one who's in an extramarital affair, left their phone in their pocket for the laundry? Like, yeah, it's basically a setup to be like she knows he's cheating on her, so she can start having quote impure thoughts, and it's fine because their their marriage is over anyway. So there's a night where. She's watched a hockey game with one of her kids in it, and she wants to open a wine bottle, 
She can't find the corkscrew. Madison comes down from a sleepover with her her useless fucking daughter. And (laughs) (laughs) Madison's like, you're looking for something else, aren't you? And gets like real close and they almost kiss and then produces the uh, corkscrew like, ha ha ha, you thought I meant something else, but really she did mean something else. And it turns out Madison is like the town dom. (laughs) Yeah. Which, go Madison, that's kind of cool. But also, you're 18. Yeah, it's like, where the hell did she learn to be that effective of a dom? And she's 18. And she's she's real good at it. She's like... Yeah, like, two, like, like her, all of her lines felt like they were being delivered by, like, a 35-year-old man. Yeah. Like, there is technically... Uh, we, we do mention sex with Jason, but it, there's not a scene with Jason having sex. Uh, I think that's mainly because, like you said, we want the lesbian action. Right. One thing that I kept bumping into while reading this 80-page story that does not need to be 80 pages is, for all the useless content, there are a lot of sentences where there's just a word missing in the middle. Yeah. Like, it's usually like connecting words like to and the, stuff like that. It looks like two separate clauses were put together, and then the author forgot to put, like, the connecting tissue back in. It, it feels like sloppy editing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. I am I am scrolling through my Kindle app real hard right now to catch up to a part I want to talk to, and it's so fucking long, I can't get there fast enough. Uh, I will say while you're looking for it, um, there's two things kind of around the time of the kitchen scene that made me... Uh, take down notes one was the line roughly that said her whole house was a shrine to a life that was rapidly slipping away from her yeah and at this point i was kind of like okay again like if this is supposed to be like an arousing and erotic story like i'm just feeling bad like i'm not having a good time here at all like it's just not again the the whole therapy thing like this is not group therapy this is not like let's let's you know, read about this author's thinly veiled, you know, cry for help. Like, I, it just, it's its a world, as a, as a as a 25-year-old individual, I cannot relate at all to this character situation, and I don't really want to. That's not the purpose of this story. And the thing is, the problems don't even matter. Like, yeah. her problems don't fucking matter, because guess what? While she, she, near the end, she is literally getting rammed from behind with Madison wearing a strap on and she answers the phone and it's Jason trying to be like, Hey honey, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. This is a really hard conversation we got to have. Meanwhile, there's sex noises, which are tactfully described as the sound of the strap on entering her is described as almost like a wet sponge being squeezed. Thanks for that one, Rose. Uh, well, well, you know, again, I'm, housewife again, doing the dishes. Super, not super wrong, but classy <laughs> description. So she's getting fucking railed from behind. And he's like, hey, uh, we need to talk. She's like, yeah, yeah, we do. And just hangs up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's nice. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm finna bust a nut. We finna so bust a you, nut. if you would excuse me. There's a lot of there's a lot of in car sex acts happening in this too. Yeah, like oh. where are all the pedestrians that can see into car windows in this town? Yeah, one thing um, that Stark. I don't know if this popped out to you, but I after over a year of reading this shit, women 
getting described in erotica really get the short end of the stick on it. Like when, especially when it's a straight dude writing it, it's always just big hips and tits and her butt. Like that's Long it. Long hair. She has she their hair color, how big their tits are, how big their hips are. That's usually how women are described. Juliet is basically described in that way. It's she has hourglass hips. This is before she. It's before she has the kids. She has hourglass hips and 34C boobs, or maybe it was 34D boobs. Either way, it was D. It was D boobs, and uh, she's blonde, whatever her hair color is, and that's it. But then we kind of massage that later. It looks like after having four kids, she had really curved out. But in the same paragraph, it's like she was super thin. <laughs> Because she went to the gym all the time. She's a gym bun. Don't think she got... She's not a fat 40-year-old. Mm. <laughs> it's... Oh, God. Every woman in this has massive titties. Like, that's... That's... Ba- every... Because there are three women we see naked in this. All three of them, it's described as yeah. hefting their boobs. Their are boobs the are huge. Boobs? They're heaving. Yeah. No one can just be like, she had nice B cups. Like, there's not, it's always, they're fucking big. Yeah, big old titty. Like, I have this problem, you know, whenever, this is, I think, our third time recording together. And every time, I have the problem of wondering, like, who the story is written by and who it's for. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I just, you know, I assume that most of these stories are, are written for, you know, women. But I don't know, maybe the author feels like, by curious or lesbian women like they were they they just want to see the big old boobies like everybody else i don't <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't i don't know like that's when that's we enter that assumption. dangerous territory of it feels like a straight dude writing it yeah or or, or, or a straight dude who thinks porn is hot where it's like you gotta have wide hips and big tits that's objectively what's attractive yeah so i don't know if maybe like this author is a like it almost feels like they were just doing an inversion of heterosexual porn instead yeah. of trying to make a a like it feels like this person maybe is um I don't want to say that they're not interested in women but like it feels like maybe they don't have a lot of practicality within the like lesbian and and woman who love women kind of scene cuz the thing is sense. Once we get to the part of the book where things really kick off when Brooke, the useless daughter we don't care about, <laughs> asks her mom, hey, can you go pick up Madison? She lives 20 minutes away. I've asked you to do this many times before, so it's not a weird request that is specifically for plot reasons. Also, I don't want to go with you. Please go pick up my friend and bring them back in silence. So julia goes and picks up madison and madison basically immediately turns to her and is like so you want to fuck and i know you want to fuck so i'm gonna finger you while you drive it's kind of like a hostage situation at first because she just julia just freezes like i don't know what to do and then she's (laughs) madison undoes her blouse so that it's just like her black bra with huge boobs hanging out or not Juliet's bra. So it's Juliet's boobs are out basically. And she's getting fingered while driving so much. So she reaches climax right before she passes their house by one house and stops comes and then just puts it in reverse and backs into their driveway. (laughs) Like, 
cool and there's it's it's a detailed sex scene like whenever we get to the actual sex that we want to talk about it is handled with detail and it's not it doesn't feel as bad as some of the stuff i've read uh it feels like that's what the author is genuinely aroused by yeah and that's what they wanted to write about there's lots of talk of lust there's lots of stuff in juliet's head about like this is weird i shouldn't be doing this i mean i don't really care if i'm fucking jason or behind jason's back and actually after she gets sexual with madison the first time she fucks jason's brains out the next time he comes back oh, and he's did like she? Yeah, remember, because he comes oh. back and she fucks his brains out. He's like, what brought that on? That. And she's like, I missed you. <laughs> yeah, I totally skipped that part. <laughs> she also has like two or three guilt masturbation sessions where she feels bad about what she's thinking about. Right. Oh, and uh, Madison, she goes to a hockey. Julia goes to a hockey game to watch the local kids. Like no one she knows is in the game that she gives a shit about. And I actually, I really like this scene. It should be the, the bulk of this story should be around this scene and how this dynamic works because Madison walks up to Juliet and says, follow me. And they go into the girl's locker room, which is abandoned because it's a boys game that night. They lock the door and, um, she has Juliet eat her out. And there's a lot of like heavy petting and stuff. And she's, Starts. She gets to the point where she's about to reciprocate on Juliet and then goes, actually, you know what? Nah. And then just gets dressed and Juliet's like, uh, 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 uh what? And right. Madison opens the door to look at the scoreboard and sees that this town's team is down by three points and says, oh, we're getting our asses kicked. Hey, tell you what, if we win, you can come over to my house and I will reciprocate on you. If we don't win, you don't get anything tonight. So then it becomes this only funny moment in the book where she is up against the glass and there's this one kid who's phoning it in and he's why they're losing and she's like come the fuck up like she (laughs) she gets into this fucking game because she wants to come real bad and it's like everyone else is like damn juliet i you didn't swear when that one kid broke your kid's wrist and she's like haha i hate it when refs make bad calls (laughs) he She literally tips the kid who wins the game like 500 bucks and says... Oh, it's like a fucking Willy Wonka situation. It felt like I was watching (laughs) Gilmore Girls because like in Gilmore Girls, money has no fucking object. We're just buying thousand dollar sets of clubs and shit and then whining about being broke the next episode. It's like there's a lot of money changing hands in rich white person world. She just takes all the cash, which is enough to buy a PS4 and some games that was in her wallet. And gives it to the kid. She goes, buy a PS4 or something. He goes, really? And she goes, nah, get some games too. And in the background, the literal mayor of the town is like, hey, Juliet, we're not really supposed to do that. And she's like, out the door. <laughs> Run home, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Run. <laughs> I've yeah, got an that... orgasm ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, yeah, that was that was definitely weird. Like, this author is more creative than others that we've read. Yeah. Like like that's definitely like I I wouldn't have said that that's a um It's just misguided, I guess. It's it's all over the place. It's too it, much. From a from a someone who abandoned an English education degree like 90% of the way through, the one piece of writing advice I can take from this to give to like newer authors and stuff is 
when you are writing fiction, you have to stop and ask, who cares? Like, and that sounds rude, but really, why should I give a shit about this character? And the answer is, I want this character to have their first lesbian encounter. And then bonus, it turns out it's kind of a dom sub situation. There's a lot of playful shit going on. A little public play. That's cool. So I want more of that. I don't need a Lifetime movie about this person whose problems are always like, I regret having a kid early, but also the kids are the best thing to ever happen to me. And I'm, I live my life by strict schedules to make sure I get up at 5 a.m. to take my kids to hockey. And then I'm there at night watching them play hockey. I am at this point possibly literally addicted to hockey. She's a, yeah! like, the, the stadium ends up in the stadium. The, the hockey rink ends up named after her husband's last name. It becomes the Kruger, like, center rink or whatever because her sons keep donating back to it and upgrading it because she took them there so much. Like, her life is defined by hockey, and hockey happens, like, twice in this story. I need need her with a vibrating egg inside of her, and Madison is playing but has the remote in her glove. So whenever... (laughs) So whenever she goes to make a shot, her fingers press the vibrate button and it makes Juliet freak out. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. need some I need some fun shit. Not I had a kid at 18. Life sure went downhill from there. Luckily, my kids are superstars cuz that's the story. Sad thing, impossible reality after that because the ending is Madison's off to college. We're all sad. Madison went to Harvard, by the way. <laughs> yeah. On a on a hockey scholarship. We're all sad about this. They hug. They cry. It. Oh, and Madison has basically dommed every lonely... Every married, housewife. Yeah, like, because we find... She gives... <laughs> she goes to a First Nations reservation and gets a, uh, 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 necklace. Mm-hmm. And then puts that on Juliet. Juliet sees this sexy chica at the grocery store that she knows is single and lonely. She wants to fuck that lady. And then when that lady gets closer, she sees she has another one of Madison's necklaces on and finds out there's like this fucking spy ring of fuck toys in town. And there's like a threesome scene, I think, that I kind of glazed over because the ending of this book is fucking lame. But what we find out is her oldest son, his wife's pregnant. With triplets. And he's going to be real busy. So she needs help. And they have a mansion with a guest house. Will you, since you're selling the childhood home anyway, because you broke up with our dad. How about, oh, by the way, it was a real amicable divorce that left her with a lot of money that she didn't want. But he insisted she take it. Uh, (laughs) So she's rich. She's sold the house. And now she's going to go live in her own house that happens to be on the same property as her pregnant uh daughter-in-law or whatever the fuck your son's wife is family wise um she's gonna help raise those triplets be rich and guess what is a 20 minute drive from madison the end yeah that 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 was definitely like part of reading fiction of of varying genres is when you're done with it you maybe if it's good you might you know continue to think about like well what happens to the characters after that yeah. you know but i didn't i didn't feel that way with this ending because everything is handed to these characters on a silver fucking platter yeah it's it's not there's there's this weird like oh the 
there's kind of high stakes and a little bit of drama, but not really, because everything's actually all right, and it's nothing that could be a problem actually is a problem. So, like, why have them be problems in the first place? Like, why have the husband being, like, why have the husband cheat if why, why it's not a problem? Why have her son drop a homophobic slur that we then spend a page and a half reprimanding him for? Like, what, what good is that scene? Besides, I'll tell you what the good, because there's an F-bomb scene where he calls another player who he attacked the the F-word that's not fuck. And she immediately is like, don't say that. That's a bad word. What if someone you knew was gay? And it's meant to, like, turn the camera to her and be like, it's funny because she's recognizing that she's gay. And now it's going to be, like, dramatic irony. And he's like, well, who do I know that's gay that I don't know about? And she, that's meant to be, she goes, me. I, I've realized I like women, but she doesn't. She just doesn't tell her kids. There's no payoff to that. Yeah, it's like there's there there are other more successful ways um, that that they could solidify her as like newfound identity. I guess like to her credit, Juliet does shoot him down immediately and is like, "I raised you better than that. Never ever talk about other people like that." You are better than that. I know you are, even if you're being you're flying off the handle and being angry. And he's like, Yeah, I'm sorry, Mom. You know, you're right. And that's it. But like, why did that scene have to happen? I didn't need you're you're not changing hearts and minds in a room. <laughs> this this isn't a children's book where that's an important scene and like it's gonna spark a conversation between the parent reading it with the kid or anything. It's a it's a fuck book. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the problem. Like, this whole problem is there's so many things that don't need... Like, this is a wildly unsuccessful book in the erotic sense. It's yes. just not... By the time the sex scenes come around, I'm, like, cringing and I'm not interested in them. It's, it's like, all of, the, all of the directions you could have taken to make it actually, like, build up into something interesting and erotic. It's, it's just, like... Nope, instead we're going to talk about how she's a sad MILF that has, you know, <laughs> she she's, oh, she's so sad. All she does is go to the ice rink and and, and be sad that her perfect, perfect sons are, are millionaires in the pro There's also game. some weird math. It, like, time math doesn't work out right in this book if you, if you don't pay super close attention. Because, like, it says she's 42 on the, the description of the book. But what it really, what really is supposed to happen here is... She needs to be young looking and hot. So we kind of fudge when the kids are born because I think in the writer's head, she was supposed to be like 30 and then realized, oh shit, she has to have a kid. Then she has to have twins. Then she has to have Brooke. And then Brooke has to be 17. So suddenly she's like, oh, she's 42, but she looks 32 because she goes to the gym. Like, yeah, the, and we don't, there's a lot of end of chapter and then name of month. October came and it was wet or july came and it was hot i'm not keeping track of what time of fucking year means how many years have passed like i don't i'm not paying attention to that because i'm trying to read a fuck book and i get it if this is a erotica novel fine um this incredible eighteen thousand plus word steaming erotic hot hot erotic book is a standalone with a happily ever after and no cliffhangers like that's the end of the description in bold steaming hot erotic book yes the erotic scenes are very steamy and if you're in the mood for such a thing they're great but 
then there's, frankly, 17,000 more words. It's, oh god. This is like, this is like, this book is like when your booty call wants to tell you about their day. Yep, in front of you, like not even, not even texting. <laughs> like they come over and you're like, oh, and then they enter the room and they're like, man, Jerry, my manager at Target, is just being a, being an ass. You know, you know how we talked about last month that I'm next in line for Jerry's job, and Jerry said he was going to transfer it to the store on the east side, but Jerry just hasn't officially committed to it, and I'm starting to get worried that Jerry's not going to leave. And you're just like, fucking, why are you here? <laughs> what is this and then three hours later they're like wanna fuck and you're like nah i'm reading reddit now go home right exactly that it's just oh my god it's it's i think the other thing that there a couple things that i thought i got the impression of while reading this one of them was i kind of mentioned it that madison's overall demeanor felt way beyond her years in yes, an uncomfortable way and it's yeah. like why not just have like a grown woman? Like she could still be in her like mid twenties and reasonably yeah, yeah. be like that authoritative, and it would like be awesome. She just moved to town. She doesn't have kids. She's trying to make friends, so she falls in with the hockey crowd. There's we have that pickup hockey game where like, ooh, that goalie's a new person. I don't know them. Takes off the helmet. Ew it. Like, yeah, that would work great. I think also the whole like. Like, I don't really like Madison that much. She's like, not an interesting character. There's nothing to her. She um, has ethnicity that means nothing. Yeah, and and also, like, she kind of seems almost like a serial killer. Like, like the shit she says, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, she's dominating half the town, which doesn't need to happen. It doesn't, like, that doesn't add anything. She's a serial anybody. killer of not having orgasms. Yeah, it's uh it's she just says fucking creepy shit. It just makes me so uncomfortable. And therein think, therein lies the problem of a dom character that you're if you don't like them, they are a fuckhead and you cannot change that. Yeah. I th I think the other thing that really bothered me and this is a personal issue um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this show before, but my mother is a lesbian. Um, yeah. She's a gay woman. And so this story about like a middle-aged like woman who is engaging in lesbianness and like the repeated emphasis on the motherhood, like was just total like boner kill for me. I was just like, oh God, like stop you. Oh God, no, I don't. Please like, no, please no. Yeah, no, it's like, it would be one thing if like, if if it offhandedly mentioned like oh yeah she's she's a mom in middle age that's like that's one thing but it's this repeated like like there was a line talking about how Juliet had sensitive breasts and then something about the kids nursing and how like that oh yeah had, like, she kind of got off on that yeah and I was like no like that no, is a real stop it that's so that, awful that's a real I, thing that happens to some it. people and it causes a bunch of like mental problems like i should not be turned on by this because this is something supposed to be beautiful and magical and like that is a really fucked up thing i don't need that in my yeah. erotica and that's not coming from a like me a straight white male being like ill i don't give a shit like that's that's not stuff that grosses me out or whatever i'm sitting there and they're they're saying like Juliet's breasts were big with next to no sag, and her 
nipples were the size pencil erasers and very pink. Motherfucker, she's had four kids. Those yeah, things are those things are battle scarred. They they not even battle scarred. It's just that they're not pink. They are dark. Like nipples get darker when you have kids. That is the majority of the human experience. So it's, you saying they're pink and tiny and perky. All you're doing is just like making that caricature from porn. And I get yeah. it. In porn, that's kind of effective if you only have like 10 minutes to do something. But you got 18,000 words to work yeah. with. You're already like the author is already asking so much of me to to read all of this and, you know, like, like have to do all the work of, of like internalizing what is going on here. It's a strange middle ground between that 400-page steampunk erotica that is, like, really slow burn and doesn't have super graphic sex and the 14-page, you know, Pokemon Go erotica yeah, where everything's just like, we're, we're there and we're done. Like, that's all you need. It just and it doesn't fit either really well. It doesn't serve the, the, the I want a long burn run-up to it. Because when you do long burn stuff, you need space in between the sex scenes to kind of like calm down and come back to it. In this one, it's just like sex ending. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely like ramped up exponentially. Which, if you're gonna do that, why not just cut the beginning and just have it be all sex? It would probably sell better. Yeah, it's yeah. ninety nine cents anyway. Like, for ninety nine cents, I expect something short and it'll get the job done. Two ninety nine. That's when I'm starting to get into the market of. Well, I got a few nights. I'm starting to wonder, you know, this being the third story, I'm starting to wonder if, like, any of these books would ever be good. <laughs> like, are they all bad? No, like, we've we reviewed <laughs> some amazing stuff. Um, Captain Future and the Corn Dildo from Outer Space features a gender, basically a gender swap version of Captain Kirk, but, like, she's an actor from Earth who plays a cocky uh, space captain, whatever, and then aliens show up. And each time they show up, it's an unmanned spaceship full of technology that will change the world. But they are fans of the old, not Star Trek. So it has to be Captain Future who comes up and solves the puzzles to earn the technology. <laughs> it's amazing. And she ends up jerking off with a fucking piece of corn to save her, like, crew. It's awesome. And so well written. Like we've reviewed some amazing things in the Red Light Library. It's just so every I just now keep and then, making shitty choices. I, I keep making shitty choices because this one is <laughs> this one's on me. I'll say that. Uh it turns out the hockey it, to be to get good hockey erotica, you need to either be okay with straight or you have to be okay with a really long book. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So, Victoria, do you recommend this story? <laughs> No. No. It is I mean, only 99 cents. That's one thing I'll say. If you don't have baggage of, like, having a gay mother, because, <laughs> like, I think that's ultimately that, yeah, what that grossed does. me out about this. That does got to um, step on it. So if you have straight parents. <laughs> and, if, um, and if you're okay with some, you know, shady, barely Questionable legal, age gap. Yeah, that, that, it is not even necessarily the age gap. It's just the fact that she's. She's technically legal. Like, that's the defense, I can imagine. She's legal. It's I fine. Could, you know, I, I could... I don't... I don't have so much of an issue with the age gap. It's just the character's conceptualization of it. It's not like... Oh, like, clearly the character doesn't see Madison as a woman. Yeah. She sees her as a girl. And that's that's kind of gross. 
So for those two reasons, I think I, I don't particularly recommend this, this book. It's not what I was looking for. I'll say that. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Victoria. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone wants to get more, Victoria, where can we find you online? Um, let's see. Uh, so I'm most active on Twitter at Star Star Party. Um, I do art and all that kind of stuff. I'm also on a podcast called Magic Folk. You can find our Twitter at, at Magic Folk Pod or uh, MagicFolk.Buzzsprout.com. And those are pretty much what I'm up to these days. If you would like more Red Light Library content, please consider visiting our website, redlightlibrarypodcast.wordpress.com, because we're broke and can't afford the paid URL. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Red Light Library. And if you want to follow me and see all my other content, I am on Twitter, at The Pod Report, at T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T. Thank you so much for sticking around with Red Light Library for so long. Can't wait to make more awesome content.